turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities, the show where we look back on shows you feel like only you remember. I'm your co-host and brother Jams. I'm your co-host and sister Melissa. And welcome to a new episode of the show. Today we're going to be talking about sheep in the big city, but before we get to that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo, where we talk about any new shows, media, anything new we've been enjoying and liking. Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? This is our first episode of 2022. Welcome to a big new year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got an extra two that the previous year didn't have. We've got 30% more two. And you know what? I think think we could do it with that, too. I think that's going to put us (laughs) over the edge. (laughs) So lately, I've been catching up on some of the big animated movies from 2021. I watched uh, the ones that were on Disney Plus and Kanto and Raya and Luca and I went back and rewatched Mitchell's versus the Machines because when it first came out on Netflix earlier in the spring, I watched it right after getting my second COVID shot. So I was oh, real yeah. fuzzy. Couldn't remember it well. Yeah, those are all very, very good movies. It was a good crop this year. Yeah. Any of those specifically uh, stick out to you? Oh, I will say that I watched Encanto with our parents on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Because our mom had uh, bought Encanto toys for our niece for Christmas. And I wanted to show her the movies so she actually had context for what any of those characters were. Mm -hmm. So we all enjoyed it. Uh, And then the next day, uh, when we had the whole family over for Christmas, Dad put that movie on. Because the first number of the movie is, let me introduce you to everybody in my family. Let me introduce you to everybody in this set of toys. (laughs) <laughs> so we put it on and I'm like, I'm ready to just watch the entire movie again. You can just let it keep playing. I'll watch it the two days in a row. Mel, I got to tell you, my What's New Scooby is also going to be in Canto. So let's just talk about Encanto <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've watched it uh, three and a half times. Uh, wow. Yeah. The half time is when I just put on, uh, before they put, let's talk, we need to talk about Bruno on YouTube. I mm. just start watching it in the movie and I'm just like, yeah, I'll finish the movie. We'll start from here. But yeah, it is, uh, it's really good. The characters mm. are all very interesting. The music yeah. is great. Uh, and of all of the movies that I would like to see be made into shows, Encanto is like very high on my list. Definitely. It's got such a rich family there in the Encanto house. Mm-hmm. Every one of them seems like they've got a full backstory yeah, we've got the main family. We have these in-laws, all these sisters and cousins. And then I'm curious about the town around them. What's the life yeah. of just the non-magical civilian? There's so many, like, stories they could tell with these characters. Like, they each, there's one, there's, like, uh, like what, 12 characters? 12, 13 members of the family? Many. Uh, many. And more, either a dozen or a baker's dozen. Time will tell. And... Any one of those could have another interaction with the other, interaction with a town's member. There's so many problems the town could have that they can fix. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very interesting. Who's uh who's your favorite Magical? Oh my gosh, I it, Louisa is a mm. revelation. Mm-hmm. The big buff one. I <laughs> love the character designs in this movie overall. Everybody looks fantastic. 
uh, they're so well made for toys. I understand why our mom just bought a bunch of Encanto toys because they look wonderful. Yeah, they're they're very colorful and and uh, and fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Camillo or Camillo. I can't remember, can never mm. remember if there's an L or not. But yeah, they're uh, a shapeshifter, and they seem to be, at least until I heard a pronoun uh, used, they seem to be gender neutral. Which is gonna I'm just gonna headcanon that they are gender neutral in my head. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's cool to see a young shapeshifter so comfortably be so many different types of people. Yeah, but yeah, I uh, if you have Disney Plus, yeah, you can watch it right now. I think they stay on there. I don't think they get taken off. I think they're stuck on there. I, it is a Disney film. Where else would it live? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, in the pockets of millionaires, I would imagine. But yeah, go check that out. If you don't have Disney Plus, get the trial. Do it just for that. Do it just for mm-hmm. that and for Hawkeye. Hawkeye was also really good. Yeah, and like I said earlier, Raya's got some great world building in it. If you like Avatar, you're going to dig Raya. And yeah. Luca, very charming. I also thoroughly enjoyed Luca. Yeah, Luca's also very good. And is very, uh, like, queer-coded, too, which was very nice. Mm. Yeah, I think it was a great story for kids who have all sorts of feelings for friends. Whether you yeah. you have more than friendship for them or just a very special, intense friendship. Yeah, go watch go watch Disney. Regardless of them being a corporation, they seem to make really good emotional movies. Mm, that's that's been a good a good pattern lately. Is lots of heart, lot lots of emotional nuance in the movies. Yeah, that's what we need. So yeah, go watch Encanto and all those. But what we watched today is Sheep in the Big City. Now, Mel, this this was my pick, but it was mostly a pick because I knew how much you would like it. Uh, how much did <laughs> you enjoy? You. Rewatching this show. We, we have a bit of a history with this show. This was great. This was a show that was not around for long, but oh, I yeah. really loved it. It's, it's so specific in my mind. Specific enough that it has a character name specific. No, I haven't <laughs> seen a lot quite like this. It stuck with me. I think often of Clearance Day. Jolly Holly Hip Hooray. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of just like memorability to the show uh i was writing down a lot of quotes as i took notes mm. uh, we definitely quote a lot of stuff from this show but yeah uh this show once it aired it aired from 2000 to 2002 uh and once it aired i think they put season one up on itunes for a little bit and then took yeah. it down like oh. maybe a year later like not for very long and they also had uh, a pilot for Sheep in the Big City on the Powerpuff Girls DVD. And that was it. Mm. So, like, once it was put out, it was just reruns and boomerang or nothing else. And thankfully, we were able to watch it from uh, someone uploading it on YouTube. So, go watch it while you can. Yes, yes. Thank you, uh, mysterious YouTube uploader, for this excellent service. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. Shall we run down the facts? Yes. Okay. So, name of the show is just Sheep in the Big City. It was created by Mo Willems. There were two seasons, 26 episodes total. Uh, Like I said, it ran from 2000 to 2002. uh, Country of origin was USA. Production company uh, was Cartoon Network and Curious Pictures. Curious Pictures, you may know them from doing, like, Kids Next Door. Uh, They've done a lot of stuff over the years. They did, like, the uh, season one of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm. Hmm. Cyber Chase, Little Einsteins. They've done a whole bunch of stuff. 
and original channel was Cartoon Network. Uh, as far as voice actors for the show, I looked the the most notable voice actor we have today is uh, Stephanie DeBruza, who did yes. uh, Lady Richington, and her most of her other roles is uh, Muppets. She does a lot of like little like Sesame Street and like kids show like Muppet voices. Uh, yeah, I I knew I recognized her name, and I knew it was connected to puppets. Yeah, she played a, a Muppet on Scrubs once. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it looks like she doesn't do many consistent voices. It looks like she's like Curly Bear on Elmo sometimes, but that's the only consistent name I'm seeing here. Uh, but yeah, other voices, we had Kevin Seal as the voice of General Specific and of Sheep. And they wow. haven't, done, haven't done too much. Very short uh, thing. I think the only other show they did that was a cartoon is Kablam. They had a couple voices for Kablam. Mm. Uh, and the voice, what was it? I think it's the voice of Private Public as well as Farmer John is uh, James Godwin, who also has not done too much. He did some stuff in like Ice Age and Blue's Clues. Mm. But yeah. Those are our voice actors for today. That's a that's that's it about like she was a big city. Very quiet show. Very specific humor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and very oh wholesome. Very sweet uh, as yeah. like quirky and satirical as it is. I think Sheep is a great protagonist uh, to follow up our last episode with Olive, the other reindeer. They feel yeah. of a kind. Just like wholesome animal uh, protagonists. That's the mood we're in mm. right now. Just making their way out there in the world. Absolutely. Uh, also, Sheep, I, I was going to mention this when we started uh, talking about the show, but I don't think they use pronouns for him in the show. So I've, I've been I, calling them they, them this whole time. Wow. I th- think I remember some, some he, him pronouns with Sheep. Yeah. Let me see if I actually wrote down any quotes with that in it, or if it's just something I misremembered. No, (laughs) when we were talking, when we meet Farmer John at the beginning of the first episode, Farmer John, a man who loves farming so much, his first name is Farmer. Uh, It's uh, the narrator says he named him Sheep because when he was born, he looked just like a little sheep. (laughs) Which almost kind of implies that is this a sheep? Or is this a child that was named Sheep <laughs> and made to be a Sheep? Like that weird A4 movie. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down some quotes. We do have some he, him pronouns for Sheep, but Sheep sheep can think of himself anyway. Sheep's identity may evolve. We only watched episodes one through three. That's true. We, uh, we were thinking about what episodes we specifically wanted to watch. And yeah, we just picked the first three because... Uh, there's so many like little sketches, ske- little sketches and jokes in this show that uh-huh. within the first three we were probably going to get most of them. Yeah, which I think, which I think we did. Yeah, um, and this is a show that also has a sheep pun in every episode title. So episode one correct. is in the beginning. We have mm-hmm. "Be still, my bleeding heart," to bleed or not to bleed. When every episode has a title in that same format, it's hard to remember which one is which and tell them apart. Yeah. So I'm not uh, sure which one the clearance day episode was. That I remember very specifically. The town has a Christmas type holiday called Clearance Day, 
where everything's just on sale. Like there's no, there's not really gift giving, but you can get things for yourself much more cheaply. And that's kind of what the holiday season's all about. Am I right? <laughs> uh, I'm not right. It's not about uh, commercialism. Down with, down with capitalism. So let's watch the intro, shall we? It's uh, There's a couple options on YouTube. We're watching just the 30-second version. Uh, Mel, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, starting this in three, two, one, play. This is a great theme. Yeah. Short but Immediately powerful. very jazzy. visuals we're getting is just like characters turning into shapes that are turning into other shapes that are turning into different Mm. characters yeah very mid-century geometric yeah you know what this reminds me of a lot Hmm. the offbeats this was that was another show that was done by uh mo willems okay well that explains it then wow I'm Googling the offbeats. They've lived in the back of my brain for a long time, but I haven't laid eyes on them in many years. I can see it now. There's real Mo Willems style here. Here we go. There's a a good picture of the cast. (laughs) Wow, that's everybody. That's the whole big city. Yeah, that's one big city. Uh, So, yeah, we watched the first three episodes. And, yeah, episode one is the pilot in in, in the... in the beginning, and it opens with a narration. There's there's an active narrator in this show that you will actually mm-hmm. see in the uh, VO booth a couple times, uh, and he says, uh, "Time for a really very very special episode of Sheep in the Begin in the Big City." And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we meet Farmer John and his boy Sheep named Sheep. And uh, we find out that next to the farm where he lives happily is a super top secret military base run by a short man named uh, General Specific, a short man with a very tall hat, uh, three uh-huh. exclamation point medals and one question mark medal. Uh, and he, uh, talk- he talks through his teeth a lot. A lot of, yes, uh, his teeth are constantly clenched, which is a detail yeah. I never noticed when I was a kid, but it's it's great now. I'm happy yeah. it's here. I I do like that that style choice. I didn't like every time he's like grating his teeth because it was uh, evil ASMR for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> Understandable, yes. But yeah, they're uh, you know trying to do what any top secret military base is doing is is in quotes, preserve their way of life in America by uh, destroying and, and arming themselves. So mm-hmm. uh, they said they're out of a lot of like mad scientists and they have one left and then they wheel out the angry scientist. Uh, the angry scientist is, how do I describe the shape of this man? He's almost oh, like, he's... A, like a thin, oh, what's his name? He's like a thin kingpin. Is right. He's got the kingpin in Into the Spider Verse look, where his head is like in the middle of his torso. Like yeah. he's got. Th- this is an, the angry scientist. He's not a mad scientist. Never call him that. He's angry. No, he's angry. He will correct you every single time. He he's so h- hunchbacked that his head is like in the middle of his body. It's like his entire body is a torpedo shape with a head in the middle of it. 
Yeah, and yet the buttons go all the way up, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like his his neck hole in his coat is in the middle. Yeah, it's like it's not even a collar either. It's just like a square, like a porthole. This is where the head comes out. <laughs> he yeah. makes it work for him. Yeah, he the does. top secret military base. They've got a sign outside that says, please look the other way. Which I think is also a joke in Phineas and Ferb. I think organization without a cool acronym has a similar sign. I think this show like laid a lot of the groundwork for why I like Phineas and Ferb. I think that's a good astute observation. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, the so yeah, go ahead. So general specific and his lackey private public, they're talking to a bunch of generals: General Mills, General Motors, General <laughs> Knowledge. They're yeah. all wordplay names. And they have uh, a new weapon that's going to let them do whatever vague satirical Cold War things it is that they need to do. It's a ray gun. It's powered by sheep. It is a sheep-powered ray gun. <laughs> there is a sheep-shaped cutout on the ray yeah. gun machine. It's like, we need a really specific sheep to fit in this hole to get the ray gun to work. Yeah. And uh, they are doing a search uh, on their computers for the perfect sheep. And guess who it is? It's the one next door. <laughs> and then we kind of uh, re-meet Sheep. Sheep is designed like, I think, every other Sheep in the show, except he has yellow eyes. Uh, yeah. He's like very bright, jaundice eyes. Looks perpetually worried. Very concerned. Yeah. Which is strange because there's no... He, You're right, he does look perpetually worried, but because of his design... His eyes are on top of each other, vertically, not not horizontally. And yeah, you're right. He does look worried constantly, and it's not because of that. It's some other weird reason, but you're right. Uh, So yeah, they go, and they they try and, like, steal the sheep from Farmer John. And I think there's a line there that's like, good off-screen work, Private, as he just kind of comes back from on screen (laughs) with the sheep in tow. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, sheep ends up like getting away and like farmer is looking for him and, and general's looking for him and then he does like a little like hmm if I really want to protect like my way of life here I think I should move to the big city and like protect farmer John and my sheep friends yeah because general specific threatens vaguely to destroy the farm if the farmer doesn't hand over sheep this That's is a place right. where sheep lives with many other sheep uh and sheep decides, I, I need to get away from here if I want to keep the farm safe. He won't destroy the farm if he knows the farmer's hiding me. I'll run away into the big city. <laughs> Which is just on the distance from this country line horizon. Yeah. And so he, he leaves with his uh, entire wool in, in a bundle, in a bindle <laughs> on his shoulder. And he, and he makes for the, for the city. And there's a bit of back and forth with the military where they grab him again off screen and they uh, come back and they've got him and they've captured him. And then he escapes again and he's in the big city. Mm. There's a lot of like back and forth of that in the show. Oh, yeah. They'll grab him. He'll escape. They'll get distracted. He'll get out of a trap. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Now Sheep is just kind of loose in the city and, and Farmer John is just like very just like distraught and worried he's like mm-hmm. farmer john was like way more emotionally mature than i remember yeah uh, he's like a whole character yeah 
he's he's like doing like group therapy with all the sheeps. Uh, he like talks about his feelings. He's like, I feel unfulfilled without sheep here, mm -hmm. and it's all very emotionally mature. Uh, mm -hmm. While Farmer John is is lamenting and uh, the general is is angering, uh, we we see sheep kind of like make his way in the city. He gets uh, a job as a telemarketer, and is a little plaque that says number one in sales, and uh, he makes money directly that he can eat it. He cuts out the middleman. Right. I was laughing at this sentence just written down in my notes. Mm -hmm. Sheep gets a job as a telemarketer, gets cash out of an ATM, eats it. Yeah. Perfect. Does Yeah. Perfect Elegant society. comedy. Yeah. Right. And he, he we see him get a, a series of jobs. Like later, it's he works uh, like pulling cotton bits off of his woolly body to be earmuffs to people going to rock concerts. Yeah. He jumps over a fence all night for insomniacs. We only watched three episodes, but I seem to remember he constantly is a different odd job that perhaps only a sheep could do. I mean, that's just life in the big city. Mm-hmm. He has a, a nice apartment, and the narrator is mad that he can get this apartment. Yeah, he, like, throws a fit. Like, are you, like I can understand if he gets a job, if he lives in the city, but getting a reasonable, like, sized apartment in, in the big city, I draw the line there. Uh, <laughs> and for a while, the narrator quits, and then we get, like, a very awkward, like, uh, and then this happens, and then that happens, <laughs> and then he gets kicked <laughs> out. The sub-narrator, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I love any story that has a narrator that is a, a character. Not yeah. that you make a character narrate the, the, the story, but, like, there's an omnipotent voice that people will yell back at. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There he is. You zoomed in on this big crowd shot that we found on Google Images to look at all the characters. He is riding around town in a taxi, <laughs> talking into his mic. It's his mobile recording studio. He kind of reminds me, for no reason, of Cecil Baldwin. Right! This is what I wrote down in my notes, that when I first started listening to Welcome to Night Vale, like, this is vaguely what I had in my head. When I thought of <laughs> Cecil Palmer, I thought of the sheep in the big city narrator. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not the look. It must just be the vibe, I think. It, the yeah, attitude. just being uh, an archaic narrator of mysterious events. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Sheep is just kind of living his life in the big city. He takes his, his uh, wool to the dry cleaners every day. And today he goes to pick it up and it's not ready. So they give him like a loner, which is just like mm -hmm. a nice blue dress. And he comes out mm -hmm. and he looks like Aunt May. Uh, <laughs> and the military are like swooping in. Oh, this is the point where like Farmer John is also like, I, you know, I'm going to go get Sheep. I'm tired. I'm going to, I'm gonna stand up for myself and go get him and we get this he's very wandering nice... around town he's wandering around town yelling sheep where are you i need yes. closure i need closure uh and then <laughs> there's a there's a shot when he's entering the town that i think must either be very well drawn or or cgi where like he zips in and like the city pat like the the car is in the middle of the frame and those and the city zooms around him and meanwhile the military helicopters zoom in from from up top mm -hmm. uh but yeah farmer john's just on the street like i need closure and a little girl 
comes up and introduces herself as Little Bo Peep and says, I'm missing my sheep too. I'm the princess of this place. And Farmer John takes one hand, picks her up by the skull, and throws her off screen. (laughs) I gotta handle my sheep problems first. I don't have room for anyone else's sheep problems. Exactly. Uh, So yeah, the military are looking for sheep. Farmer John's looking for sheep. And the military takes their uh, sheep tracking device, which is like a little box that beeps for sheeps. And they track sheep down but General doesn't recognize them and takes them out to dinner instead. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, he asks his, his military goons to turn the city upside down. And you can see in the background as they are approaching people and buildings and turning them upside down and shaking them. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah, and, and the date doesn't go so well. And the military turns on the general thinking he's the sheep in disguise. Right, because he's sitting there at dinner with sheep in a dress, thinking sheep's just some beautiful, enchanting city lady. And the sheep radar keeps beeping, and they're like, the only conclusion for this is that the general is really the sheep in disguise. Let's get him, boys. (laughs) So yeah, and then then so sheep kind of walks out of the, uh, the bar. By the way, everything in town is named Oxymoron. Like, yes, that's the company behind everything. That's their acme. Yeah. So, like, this was Chateau du Oxymoron. I think sheep lives in, like, Oxymoron apartments. Everything's mm. called ex- Oxymoron. Uh, but he walks on the street, like, all dolled up for his date. Uh, and he bumps into Farmer and sheep's, and he's like, Sheep, look at what the big city has done to you. And this is when we get one of those chapter breaks. Every episode yeah. is broken into, like two or three little chapters with more punny names like sheep on the lamb when we bleat again mutton butt love exactly yeah a lot of like the show was maybe my first interaction with a show that would just stop what it's doing and do a skit for a little sec for a little bit yeah that wasn't already clearly established as a variety show yeah yeah just like little like commercials like that best way to put it Uh, yeah the commercials are fun and as these three episodes go on episode three is more far more commercials than the previous two episodes it is they're they're good uh i think we cut back inside to uh the you know chateau de oxymoron and Mm -hmm. uh the general is like you know you know disciplining his men and then over in the corner the, the sheep tracking device is broken and we get a nice little Star Trek joke of someone yeah. dressed like Scotty, like leaning over, like she needs dilithium crystals. They say dilithium crystals. Uh, yes, very specific. Yeah, and he's like, and the general goes, "You don't know what you're doing, do you?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> Just like a there, very, I like, remember sincere. Yeah, there, that happens a lot. That beat of joke. We're like yeah. the, in the next episode, somebody's like picking sheep up and spinning him around in the air and spins him around so hard that he flies off. And the person says, I'm so alone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone just in like the little... story's very vulnerable. Yeah. Just like little like soft beats after jokes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's just very <laughs> endearing. I, I want to say also, I remember a lot of Scotty jokes when we were young. Oh, I absolutely. Think yeah. 
Yeah, he was everywhere. Anytime a device wasn't working, you'd throw in a Scott EDL. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. Now, how much was that in part to our dad as well? I Oh, it's definitely from, from our dad. Some of these are from our dad directly. But I remember being in a lot of cartoons at that time as kids. People who like grew up watching Star Trek wrote for TV shows. And they're like, you know, I yeah. want to put in here my old friend Scotty. And I think it led me to believe that Scotty was a much larger part of the original Star Trek series than I think he actually is. I mean, he still, like, plays, like, a major part. He's, like, a, a consistent cast member. But, yeah. Mm. It is the joke, pretty much, whenever right. they want to reference Star Trek. <laughs> right. There's a guy with pointy ears who does the hand thing. There's Tribbles. Yeah. Uh, and and there's Scotty. And there's a guy who's uh, a, a doctor, Jim. Damn it, Jim, <laughs> I'm a doctor. I'm not a rocket scientist. A doctor, Jim? <laughs> we We will definitely... Star Trek was such, uh, I don't know if it was, I watched, I think, probably a bit more Star Trek than you did, but like, yeah, it was pivotal to us. We'll, we'll probably still uh, review it on the show sometime. Yeah, I, I, we, we had to talk some Trek sometime. Absolutely. Uh, so while Sheep is on the run, he got away from Farmer. Farmer in general kind of strike another deal to work together where Farmer gets Sheep on weekends and he's like, <laughs> yeah yeah okay i could do that <laughs> and... what he does is that general specific offers him this deal help me find sheep and you know what when he's not in a ray gun you can have him on weekends and farmer john says i'll have to ask my shrink and he pulls up his hat <laughs> and on top of his head a small chicken is sitting there and the chicken just goes like bock and then farmer john says i'm in yeah <laughs> Consider your your worth when you decide this. <laughs> also, this is another scene where little Bo Beep like walks up and is like, "I know how to help you guys." And they again they pick her up by the head and throw her off screen. <laughs> right, you're not part of this. This is not part of the uh, the sheep lore that we are dealing with in the narrative. There is no little Bo Peep. Yeah, I also around like this then. Jo- no, I also like this joke where. Uh, Farmer John le- re- leans into General like, all right, here's the plan. Reza Frazza, Reza Frazza. And the General's like, what are you saying? <laughs> Speak English. <laughs> That's great. That's a I love those little joke. jokes. Around this time, uh, Sheep is walking through the streets of the city and he sees this pink poodle who will learn his name Swanky. And he falls mm-hmm. in love with this poodle. But the poodle's owned by a lady literally named Lady Richington, this old lady. And she sees sheep and she's like, oh, gross, a sheep. Like she hates sheep very specifically as a species. And she takes off her wig and beats him with it, like smacks him with it. And it makes a metallic clanging noise. We learn later that she wears a stainless steel wig that she takes off and just hits people with. I mean, for for the lady on the go. Right. I kind of dig Lady Richington. I like that she's... I think this is an interesting attribute to add on to the stock character. Like, she's just buff. Like, she's got a very interesting physical build. She wears Mm -hmm. a stainless steel wig, which is a wild concept. And she's, like, ready for action at all times. Yeah. Yeah. It, this also reminds me a lot of the episode of Pokemon where we find out how Meowth learned to talk, where he moved to Hollywood oh, and he yeah. fell in love with a girl Meowth, and then the girl Meowth had some really snobby owner 
who taught her to be snobby. And she's like, you're just a street Meowth. I don't want you. And Meowth's like, well, if you hang around with all those humans, I'll learn to do a human thing and I'll talk and I'll impress you. And he does. He does it. He's the first Pokemon to ever learn human speech. And then he goes back to the lady Meowth and she's like, oh, no, this is just weird. I I extra don't want you now. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We really need to do... uh, (laughs) pokemon episodes yes i have a lot to say about pokemon episodes there's some episodes that i know like beat by beat like the back of my hand yeah yeah we should have uh, someone on for those I, i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that love a lot of very oh, specific yeah. pokemon episodes yeah what's the pokemon episode you remember all too well exactly right in i really remember the one uh, unsurprisingly, with the ghosts, because I love ghosts. Yes! Uh, the yes. one with the ghost on the... It's like a cliff face, like a statue. It's the ghost of Maiden's Peak. Ghost of Maiden's Peak, yeah. I remember that one very vividly. But yeah. So uh, the general and the and the farmer are all chasing sheep. They end up on top of a building, and sheep is cornered. And mm-hmm. the farmer is like monologuing, and sheep takes a bit of his wool, throws it as a grappling hook, And we cut to uh, a differently animated section where it is clearly a stunt double of sheep uh, flying through the air and crashes and lands on the ground. But before Farmer and them can retrieve sheep, Little Bo Peep comes back with the cops and points at them and is like, those have been that have been throwing me all day. (laughs) Uh, And they get arrested and then sheep is free in the big city. And that's the pilot. He pulls off his wool and he throws it in the air like Mary Tyler Moore's hat. Absolutely, he does. Yes, yeah. That's episode one. Episode two is called Be Still My Bleeding Heart. And this episode starts uh, not with a commercial, but with like another show that is, I guess, in, in in the framework of the show, another show in this network. Sometimes you see these... This other programming within Sheep in the Big City that exists alongside Sheep in the Big City. So we watch a really cheesy soap opera called One Life to Live until Sheep himself changes the channel to start his show. (laughs) We assume it's called One Life to Live because they are constantly saying One Life to Live. Yes. Every other phrase in their sentence is, I can't be with you because I've only got one life to live. And that's why I can't be with you, because I, too, only have one life to live. And it's it's very, like, Futurama soap opera reminiscent. Oh, yeah, it's very All My Circuits. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, we, we see more of that uh, sheep, like, working that, like, rock, sh- rock show job. And we see him, like, going to school to try and learn English. It's not going too well. Uh, all he can say is bah still. Yeah, yeah, the narrator says, Sheep doesn't know the meaning of the word fear, which is why he's taking an English as a second language class. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, his life is, like, he's, like, on the city streets, like, feeling, like, uh, I think this is where he's, yeah, feeling like very lonely. And mm-hmm. there's a busker that starts singing about sheep in the big city. Uh, and for a second I thought, is this the intro? Because we at this point in the recordings that we watched, we hadn't gotten the intro yet. Uh, mm. And I assumed it was like maybe they only do it in season two or something. But yeah, this bus here just starts singing like, we're all just sheeps in one big city, man. 
And then sheep Life comes along. Life ain't always and, so pretty when you're sheep in the big city. Yeah, and sheep comes along and pulls out a trombone and jams with him for a little while, and it's nice. It is nice. Yeah. This episode is about uh, sheep trying to pursue Swanky the Poodle and sneak around the mysteriously sheep-hating Lady Richington. Mm-hmm. But it also keeps cutting back to the army, and General Specific keeps saying, I I have a desire to capture a sheep, but I don't know why. Like, it, it's yeah. an episode about his memory problems. Yeah, he has, like, very severe memory loss. And, and Private Public says, maybe you should check the pilot script, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I also wrote that down. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, moments in the show, more than once, where Private Public will come back and be like, I still haven't figured out what's wrong with your memory loss problem, sir. He's like, that's okay, Private just make sure you go and check what's wrong with my memory loss problem. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is an episode where Sheep, again, like sees Swanky in the streets and the world kind of melts away and they have like a little like love uh, scene moment of like mm. fantasies. And it's it's not to be because of Lady Richington and they, they cannot be together uh, because she will beat him with her stainless steel wig. Uh, I think we get another commercial break before we get into the yeah. first episode for a kind of like home shopping scene with the mm. angry scientist. Yeah. And he's set, trying to sell uh, pen lasers. Uh, but every time he tries to explain it, the woman that's interviewing him calls him a mad scientist, which just sends him over the rails and he gets angrier and angrier until he destroys the set and walks mm-hmm. off. There's another commercial from an oxymoron brand, like, laundry detergent, and it's this, like, mid-century housewife standard old commercial type of woman, and she's like, how come I can't get these four-year-old crusted in oil stains out of these pants? That must be my (laughs) fault. And then this, like, product salesman walks in and starts telling her about the product, and she's like, who are you? No, seriously, no, who are you? Who are you? How'd you get in here? And at the yeah. end, it shows the detergent. <laughs> it says oxymoron detergent is a small part of a large breakfast. And it zooms out and it's on the table next to like the waffles and bowl of cereal <laughs> and glass of milk. Yeah. And she ends up like calling the police at the end of the end of the commercial. To sneak around Lady Richington, Sheep disguises himself as the hood ornament on her car. But she, of this big fancy town car that she's being driven around in, but she notices him immediately and says to her, her chauffeur, Watkins, would you kindly smash the front of this car into that wall? <laughs> yeah. And, we, and it was a and montage of him trying different different things until eventually the, the button at the end of the joke is that he descri- he disguises himself as her wig. Yeah. She They're doesn't know similar. he's on top of her head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, at this point, she calls uh, like her ace in the hole when she ends up calling the general like, hey, I have a sheep problem. I hear you know how to deal with sheep problems. Yeah. And then I think we get another commercial, uh, <laughs> this time from Les Wiggles. Uh, <laughs> Owner of the Less is More Electronics Warehouse. And it's one of those commercials where it's like, I've got the craziest prices. You won't believe them. Instead, he's like, three batteries cost $1,000. A refrigerator will cost $2. And he keeps giving all these 
impractical, extravagant prices. And then he says, it just goes on and on like that. (laughs) Our prices are insane. And then it cuts out and there's like one car in the lot. Which I feel like... (laughs) If if there Again. was a, a store that was giving away very expensive things for like a handful of dollars, I would be there all the time. Even if you did have to pay a thousand dollars for three batteries, yeah, well, with I that won't, I won't single buy my car, in, <laughs> that single car in the parking lot, another example of the just quiet background loneliness of this show. Yeah. <laughs> what are these creators trying to say? We also get a public service announcement. From some guy. Hi, I'm some guy. Uh, and he says, "There's the inaudible man has the city in his silent grip. As <laughs> there's like a criminal on the loose who doesn't make a sound. And then we get uh, like a reenactment of the Queen of England having her necklace stolen by the couple from the beginning in the, from the soap opera. Doing yeah, the, uh, they, doing they're the doing a reenactment. And they cut back and... Some guy is explaining, like, if you see this silent, uh, this inaudible man, be sure to, like, call us in. And then he's just kind of quietly picked up by a short man and carried off screen. And the guy is just like, who are you? How did you get in here? Why can't I hear you? (laughs) What he says is, if you have any information about this criminal, please contact me at my home. (laughs) I missed that. Uh so the military arrives at Lady Richington's house, and for a second, Sheep does like kind of the courage charade, uh, yes. acting like acting like the general to Swanky to be like, "Can you protect me?" And Swanky just kind of goes hmm, and like turns her head up at him, and uh, then we get a nice little house uh, chase sequence, and uh, da, 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 da. I think it ends. At there's a couple of nice bits in here, but it ends at a spotlight, dry ice, and ominous music warehouse. Yeah, and when the army first got to Lady Richington's house, she's like, "How did you get here so fast?" And they oh, say, yeah. "We use the plot device." And this robot like peeks his head in through the door, like, "Hello, ma'am." <laughs> oh, there it is. That's the plot device right here. Yep, good robot. Yeah. That means, if it's in this picture, that means they must use it a couple times. That's great. So yeah, they end up at this this warehouse after this chase sequence. They're creeping, the the army men are like creeping through the warehouse, you know, as you ominously would in this warehouse. And there's a nice little shadow gag where you see their shadows on the wall. And at the end of their group, you see Shaggy and Scooby like creeping mm-hmm. along in their walk cycle with them. I liked that. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. The men kind of like awkwardly like uh, rough up and capture something in a bag and they take it out to Lady Richington and the general and they're like, here you go. And it's Swanky, but Swanky has like a little like sneaky smile on their face Mm -hmm. and all these bruises. So uh, (laughs) Lady Richington takes off her wig and slams it on the general's head and Private comes up and he's like, I think I know what the problem of your memory loss problems are, sir. As he's lying (laughs) on the ground. We get a little shot of, like, sheep on the roof and, like, uh, swanky in the back of the car driving away. A little knowing look and then, like, a little heart frame close. Then we end the episode with the classic segment, The Ranting Swede. 
who is a Swedish man on a stage. Curtains open. This man's standing up there just yelling about something. In this episode, he's upset that he's upset about Swedish meatballs. He's like, why do we call them meatballs when you can't even play with them like a regular ball? We should call them meat lumps. I mean, that's fair. I as a kid, I always thought that the ranting Swede was so specific. I thought this must be wordplay. I don't understand. This has to be a reference to something I don't get. And I've never gotten it. I think it's just (laughs) an entirely original creation. Yeah, I don't think it's I, supposed to be a play on anything. That's what I assumed while I was taking these notes. I'm like, this just must still go over my head. That this is like an old phrase that this is a pun on. When I Google ranting Swede, it's entirely this guy. Huh. Like, I thought maybe I'd find something that this was a reference back to, but seemingly no. No. <laughs> he is the first, the only, the best ranting Swede. If you know the source of the ranting Swede, feel free to like let us know. Uh, tell us what that's a pun on and and how dumb we are. Uh, we're not picking up on it. Well, I guess how dumb child versions are of us are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's ranting Swede, and that's we're on to episode three. We're making pretty good time. Uh, yeah, the episodes are a lot of gags. We just have gags yeah. to tell you about, which yeah, is not it- a problem. I love that this is such a <laughs> gag-heavy show. Yeah, I, I, we usually say this at the end of the episodes, but like, I really recommend watching this show. It's all on YouTube. Yes. The episodes are only like 20 minutes long. And yeah, it's just a lot of like little short, very funny bits. And they're really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode three starts with another TV show, uh, some wilderness show called The Kingdom of Wildnessnessness. Yes. And there's some. You know, man in a safari hat in a jungle holding up a lizard. And he says, this creature is known as the Hungarian pot-bellied pig, even though it's obviously (laughs) something else. Yeah. And he's like, these are all endangered. There's five (laughs) left on the planet and it's all your fault. And he's like pointing at the camera and like shaking it like you did this. You sitting comfy in your home. You did this with your neglect. And then we we turn the, the channel and it's sheep in the big city. (laughs) so many emotions this shows a lot of loneliness and yelling yes uh that's what it's like living in the big city (laughs) uh this episode starts with the narrator saying the big city if you want to survive here you really have to hustle and then it cuts to sheep in a disco doing the hustle the narrator says not to mention work hard to make ends meet And then there's sheep in the disco, like, bumping butts with some lady. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I hope this is canon. I hope that is something he went and did one night. And it's not purely a gag. I'd like to know that sheep goes in discos on the weekend as dancing buddies. It's like a Yakuza Zero game. You can go and do the main story, but there's a lot of dancing you can do as well. (laughs) It's sheep's day off. He's going to the park. And the army, coincidentally, is also there for an intramural softball game that is top secret. It's so (laughs) top secret that General Specific didn't tell the other team that they were playing. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, that's the joke. I was, like, taking notes. I was taking notes. I'm like, did he... I I thought he just, like... uh, I thought they were playing themselves for a second. It's so top secret, nobody else knows. It's only them. And... 
there's general specific, there's private public. At the beginning of the first episode, we saw some generals. We haven't seen them again. It's just a bunch of these other soldiers who all have identical faces. There's like five of the exact same guy. Yeah, I do love the the, the goons, the mooks. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, they it's a very basic like soldier uniform. Like the helmets are just like ovals, like semi-ovals just on their head. Yeah. And they just have like oval suits on um or not suits but you know button downs and pants yeah they're in their army greens they modified their uniforms for this bit where uh their hats all of like the army hats now have bills and have like little triangles cut out of the back to be little yeah yeah instead of a helmet for this scene everybody's wearing a baseball hat so instead of his you know usual helmet General Specific's wearing a very, very tall baseball hat that's, like, twice the length of his body. While Sheep is there in the park, he runs into a little girl named Little Lisa Rentals, who's Mm. sitting there in a sandbox playing with her dollies. And she's like, da-da-da-da-da, dollies, headbutt! And, like, smashes their heads together and keeps (laughs) screaming, headbutt! And makes the dolls headbutt each other. And when they headbutt each other, it's the same metallic noise sound effect, like with Rady- Lady Richington's stainless steel wick. They make everything in the city to last out of stainless steel. <laughs> That's the material of the future. Mm-hmm. And she is going to, uh, she's going to see sheep, believe that sheep is a doggy, a doggy, woggy, monkey, solly, floggy, woggy, doggy. Loves the doggy. <laughs> She's got big uh, Elmira energy. Little Lisa Rentals. Yeah. She loves <laughs> loves an animal. Loves it too hard. What is... is You said Elvira, Elmira? Elmira from Tiny Toons? I didn't know that was her name. <laughs> yeah. I, I confused that with Elvira for a second. I'm like, wait, that's... I don't think that's an Elvira bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> as far as I know, it isn't. Her bit is just being at Knott's Berry Farm for Halloween. No, Elvira. <laughs> uh, Elmira. Elmira. And it, I I gotta tell you, I was an adult. I was in my 20s before I realized Elmira was a spin on Elmer Fudd and that Montana Max was a spin on Yosemite Sam. Oh. <laughs> right? I was today years old. <laughs> I got the other ones. I got Hampton Pig and Plucky Duck. I knew who they were spoofs of. I thought Montana Max and Elmira were just some kids. <laughs> Didn't realize just kid it. names. Right. I mean, it's hard to recognize a child that would be a takeoff on Yosemite Sam when the kid doesn't have like a mustache or a very large hat, covers his mm. eyes in shadow. So he's just hat, eyes, and mustache, and that's his whole head. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, we get another bit here, a nice little throwaway mm. bit, which I always remember in my heart of hearts. Uh, yes. Which is, uh, <laughs> I think we see the major or the general like spotting sheep, but he says, "Great, Scott." And then we get a guy who's uh, supposed to be, you know, a caricature Scotsman, kind of lean mm. and go, "Yes," and he's like, "Great, Scott, is that who I think it is?" Yes. Thanks, Great Scott. <laughs> it goes away. And I always remember that. That is in my head. He's so, he seems friendly and happy to be there and happy to help. I think he truly is a Great Scott. We appreciate you, Great Scott. 
Thanks for being around. Thanks for being part of this town. Oh, and General Specific t says, like, look, men. And there's a shot of all these soldiers just sort of looking up, looking down, looking in their belly button. <laughs> and he says, no, I mean, look in this specific direction towards where the sheep is. Yeah. <laughs> specific uh, is able to grab a sheep. And then Lisa, uh, little Lisa Rental steals her doggy away. She wants her doggy. And General Specific is like, and she says, like, this is my dog. I'm taking my dog home. And he's like, if that's your dog, what kind of dog is it? And she says, sheep? Dog? And he says, <laughs> sounds good to me. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote down in my notes that uh, sheep kind of, like, plays along with this for a moment. Yeah. Because it, it would behoove him to play dog <laughs> to get the military off their tail. So I've been infected by the, the, the titles of this show. Mm-hmm. It goes deep on the sheep puns, deeper than you thought it was possible to go. Yes. That uh, is the act break. Uh, little Lisa Rentals taking sheep away, and sheep's like, phew, I'm safe from the military. But this girl's very aggressive. And yeah. we get a commercial break that starts with, meanwhile, in a remote monster tracking outpost. Yes. And we go to yeah. this outpost in the desert, and it's these two soldiers on, like, night duty, and they're like, I'm bored. Do you want to turn off the early warning system? Yeah, that sounds fun. They turn off the early <laughs> warning system, and then they're like, oh, no, a monster's coming our way. And we get a, a fake trailer for a movie called Attack of the 50-Foot Creature. And we see the creature's face, and then it zooms out from its face, and it is a creature made out of 50 feet just sort of hovering near each other like Rayman's limbs. Narrator's 50 evil like, feet. 50, yes, that's what the narrator says. A creature made of 50 evil feet. And there's, there's a title card at the end. Hmm? There's all these characters running around because it's just in a city and there's people running. But yes. most of these models for these characters look like Disney's Doug. <laughs> like they have like the, the green like sweater vest and like the little hairs and everything. And they're just running around. Oh, my uh, God. Poor Doug. Doug wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. the title card says... <laughs> the title card says, This movie is being released in Europe as the approximately 17-meter-tall creature that, funnily enough, happens to be made entirely out of feet movie. And the feet, yes. the foot creature's, like, leaning there against the logo for the title and pointing at you like, Hey, pal! Hey, nice to see ya! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we so get a, a bit where... An, Another, like, not overtly commercial, but another weird and interstitial bit where we see a stage and Lady Richington walks out on the stage and she's mad she's not in this episode yet. Yeah. And a, a voice says, the management of Sheep in the Big City apologizes to Lady Richington and offers her this complimentary ham sandwich. And somebody comes out with a ham sandwich under a dome and lifts the dome up and the ham sandwich has, like, olive eyes and it's like... Ma'am, I have to say, you are looking fantastic today. And she's like, oh, thank you. That is a complimentary ham sandwich. <laughs> Again, a, a bit that will also live in my head. Uh, yeah, and then we get a, a yogurt commercial, right? We get... Yeah, uh, a product called... I find it extremely hard to believe that this is not, in fact, yogurt. It's, it's just various people, like, holding up little, like, yogurt-sized jars with different things in them. One is just like a fish, uh, or I think one is just like an a old puppy. Boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just things that you know, 
We all know. We, we could believe that it wasn't butter. It's largely a butter type substance that works sufficiently well as butter. But this stuff they're giving us for yogurt is very, very obviously not yogurt. And there's testimonials from people who are like, if this isn't yogurt, I must be a big crazy person, which I'm not. So this must be yogurt. <laughs> Some guy's like, this is yogurt, right? I mean, what else could it be? <laughs> like, these people are so troubled. They're really, they're like, uh, it's got to be yogurt. They said it was yogurt. Who am I if this isn't yogurt? But I have some <laughs> reservations. Yeah. Yeah, is is a good commercial. I think we cut back to uh, our regularly scheduled broadcast. Yes, and, back to actual sheep. And we see the, the military boys and the general is looking at all these like blueprints, like random like uh, graphs. There's a dissection of a cow on there. There's all these things. <laughs> and the general's like, where is the sheep? Like he's got to be some kind of magician to disappear like this. And Private says, I think they prefer the term illusionist, sir. Which I remember specifically being uh, a Arrested Development joke, and I yes! was caught off guard. <laughs> the dad is like, I don't have time for your tricks, Job. And he's like, illusions, dad. You don't, don't have, have time, time for, for my, my illusions. illusions. Yes. And there's a shot. It's like a, a close-up two shot of just uh, General Specific talking to private public, just their heads. And Specific says... If we want to find that sheep, we're going to have to start thinking outside the box. And the camera zooms out and they're inside a cardboard box and they step over the side of it and they're like, okay, this will be easier now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, meanwhile, Angry Scientist is just being very angry. He's like, the sheep is the dog. The dog is the sheep. I don't know what to tell you. You left it. It was right there. Just go get it. <laughs> and meanwhile, we, we cut to sheep, you know, getting... Uh, a very rough treatment from little Lisa mm-hmm. rentals and they go to like, he's like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Now you have, you can't go to bed without this uh, protection collar on you. <laughs> and he can't leave. Cause anytime he leaves the field, the field of the yard, it will play easy listening FM. And you see him <laughs> like struggle for a second. He's like, no, and he goes back in. <laughs> the Kenny G and- it's too strong. And he goes and he, you get like a little uh, Snoopy joke where the the yes. peanuts music starts playing and he tries to sleep on top of the doghouse, but he keeps falling off. He does this like a it's, few times and he keeps falling his, down the side like, ah, ah. His little yelps are so cute. Yes. Sheep doesn't speak, but anytime he makes a noise, you get a lot out of that noise. There's, there's a lot of dopamine packed in one bar. <laughs> There's also a bit where he retracts his limbs into his body like a turtle, and then the limbs pop out the other side of his body. Yeah, that's how he turns around. Mm-hmm. Oh, and back at the military base, uh, Specific was like, I don't believe the angry scientist. There's no way that dog was really a sheep. And they had him uh, <laughs> bound and gagged. And yeah. they're still trying to think of a plan. And he's like, why don't we ask that mad scientist? And private public's like i believe he would be more helpful if he wasn't bound and gagged like that <laughs> no 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 sorry i got it wrong that's what that's what specific says <laughs> this person would be more helpful if he wasn't bound and gagged like that and public says we could unbind him sir and specific says good idea but let's unbind him first yeah <laughs> which is more of this like memory loss like just 
everything that happens over in the military base is just a recursive loop. The same things happen over and over again. Yeah. Everybody's just losing it except for the angry scientist and private public. The only two voices of reason. <laughs> An angry scientist is still demanding. We saw a sheep. The little girl took him. We go to her house. We get the sheep. In specifics like, do you have any charts that would prove that? I love charts. <laughs> An angry scientist keeps screaming, dog is sheep. Dog is sheep. And he's jumping up and down and yelling. In specifics yeah. still like, I'm finding it hard to believe without any charts. <laughs> Uh, then we cut back to little Lisa Rentals playing uh, with Sheep, and Sheep just kind of like lets out this little like bleat of sadness, and yeah. it just kind of echoes throughout the city as he's like finally like given up, and it clicks with uh, General Specific. He's like, "Wait a minute, that dog's a sheep," and they, <laughs> and they start like making their way, like getting in the helicopters and the vans towards little Lisa Rentals. And they're in the van on the way there, and they're talking about how they figured it out, and it cuts to the angry scientist. And he's like, wait, you figured that out? You mean I spent all this time making all these charts? Ah, he gets very angry. Oh, yeah, and then they, they, they sneak in, and he's like, uh, General Specific is dressed as like a post office box that just kind of hops the fence and slides over to sheep. <laughs> And baseball music plays as the soldiers are trying to steal sheep. Like, the baseball music's back from the game they didn't get to play at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, like, a little, like, back and forth. L Lisa comes out and catches them. Is like, no, that's my sheep. That's my, you know, that's my dog. It's my sheep. And uh, I think there's a moment where <laughs> the general's, like, you hand it over, kid. You don't understand what's going on. And Lisa's like, "You don't understand my power. Or you under <laughs> you underestimate my power, or something like that." Yes. And exactly. General's like, "You you underestimate my underestimation of your power. You underestimate my underestimating of you underestimating my power." And they pull back, and the sheep is gone. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we just get like another like chase sequence back to the park, uh, where sheep is then. They literally do a tug-of-war with sheep, with specific yeah. on one side and uh, Lisa on the other. Until <laughs> There's a character referred to as a buffoon. At some point in episode one, some character's like, duh, this place is full of buffoons, which is pictured as like a guy wearing underwear, one boot, and uh, a propeller hat. This is yeah. the buffoon of the town. Uh and the buffoon, we saw at the beginning of the episode, like, just spinning sheep around in the circle. Uh, and he's back, and he grabs him, and he spins him away. And that is sheep's escape. He's just flung, flung into the air, far away, out of the park, into the city. Uh, and then he crashes into a brick building, and that's the final card. Yeah. I think that's where we also get, like, I'm lonely now. Right, right! The buffoon throws him and then says, now I feel alone. So even <laughs> the character designated buffoon everybody gets a moment of humanity in this story and there's also a, a commercial we skipped over mm, which yeah. is like the classic little kid eating breakfast cereal and then an announcer's like tommy do you want a hot new toy yeah <laughs> i do and it's an action figure called the action pop-em transformer <laughs> transformerizer raider squad guy 
And the narrator's like, this action figure does everything. Karate chops, voice mode, rides a motorcycle, and it keeps going. And it's like, this action figure is so cool. We don't need you to play with it. The action figure is better than you. And like the action figure leaves this kid to go live its own <laughs> life. And it goes to that disco from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I, we must have skipped that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we get our last ranting Swede, which is him just yeah. being like, how dare you think I can only rant? Like, that's all <laughs> I have to contribute to society. In his second that. appearance, he's being yeah. meta on us. Like, I'm the ranting Swede, but you can't count on me to do this every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, I guess that's my rant. Thank you. Good night. Uh, good night. And yeah, that's uh, that's Sheep in the Big City. That's the first three episodes. <laughs> what a delight. It is. I... I wasn't sure what I was expecting. I know we hadn't seen this show in like years because it was hard to watch it again. It really yeah. held up. It was uh-huh. you know, just as funny as it was when we were kids. Uh, so yeah, I, like I said, I highly recommend watching this. It's on YouTube right now. Uh, two seasons are all the way up and this is just the first three. So uh, the one bit we didn't get to that we wanted to uh, is clone. Uh, yes. <laughs> They they try to clone the sheep. The angry scientist does. He's like, no, no, no. This isn't clone. This is clone. This is uh, <laughs> much different. And it's just like this like weird shaped semi sheep body with like a weird smile that just says clone, clone. Oh, I loved the clone. Yeah, yeah, I think there's photos of us like trying to affect that very specific cartoon character smile as kids. Absolutely, there is. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to keep watching on our own time and eventually get to clone. Yeah, so yeah, different from clone, thing. separate and better. <laughs> yeah, Attack of the Clones, totally different thing. Not a thing, brand new, just to, just invented. Uh, but yeah, Mel, final thoughts. Cheap in the Big City, very entertaining. And I know Mo Willems has gone on to, for a successful career writing children's books. Mm-hmm. If you're a family that enjoys those books, maybe go on YouTube, look up some of these commercials, or look up the offbeats. I have not watched the offbeats since yeah. the 90s, but I remember it fondly. Weird little shorts about quirky kids living in some sort of jazz void. Yeah, I think it was also used in interstitials for Kablam as well. Uh, so yeah. whenever we 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 will cover Kablam at some point if we can find it. I think it's might be on uh, Paramount now, uh, or it's on yeah. like one of these like new streaming services. So we will watch it someday. We fondly remember that show as well. Hmm. Uh, that was Sheep in the Big City. This was my pick, Mel. What are we watching next time? I was thinking that since we watched Ghost Rider, we we watched the Gooey Gus. Uh, <laughs> timeline. We had plenty of slime. Mm-hmm. It's time for more goo. So we're going to watch the old Nickelodeon show My Brother and Me. About oh. two brothers who have normal names, but their best friend who keeps <laughs> hanging around, his name is Goo. Uh, I was wondering how this was going to connect. <laughs> goo. goo! We're going to get some goo. goo up in here! Alright. 2022, the year of the goo. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, So stay tuned for that. That will be uh, in two weeks. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
If you guys have any suggestions on things you want us to watch or would like to inquire about guesting on the show and bringing on a show that you feel like only you remember, you can email us, SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at SaturdayMOPod. Send us DMs. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can give us a five-star rating and review on anywhere where you can review and rate podcasts. Send us a screenshot of that review, and we'll read it on the show. We have one we need to... I forgot to read today. Ah! We'll read it uh, ne- next week. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, and we support any any kind of watches. We just started this year. The last time I checked the total download count, we were at 1,200, which is Ooh. amazing. 1,200 total downloads for the show. Big so number. Keep, big number. We're going to keep it going in 2022, year of the goo. Uh, <laughs> if you guys would like to uh, talk to me on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Mel, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots network of shows. That's Whatnots spelled like astronauts. I'm on the Review Show every week, which is a book club style media discussion show. We talk about a different movie, season of a TV show, a couple volumes of a comic. We have our show The Captain's Log every week, which is our general nonsense off topic chat show. Talk about pop culture news, play silly games. Uh, and we do also have a feed called The Reactor Core, which is where we talk about brand new entertainment. So you can hear us on there talking about uh, like every episode of Hawkeye, except for the last one, because Kyle had to try and record from his parents' house in Wyoming because that episode released right before Christmas <laughs> and his internet wasn't able to make it. So you oh, will... No. <laughs> we did it! We recorded it! And his computer just like ate the thing. It didn't work. <laughs> I hate when so that you happens. Can, you can hear us talk about five out of the six episodes of Hawkeye uh, and and Spider-Man and all sorts of things. Yeah, go check that out. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. As always, we end sheep in the big city with a ranting Swede. It makes me so mad. Why do people call these meatballs? They're not balls. A ball you can play with. The ball is round and fun. A ball bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. This, it, it goes to pieces if you try to hit it with a tennis racket. It doesn't even hurt if you kick it. These are meat lumps. These are lumps, not the balls. I can't understand that. And these are my own people doing this. I hang my head in shame. Thank you, ranting Swede.